Turn your radios off. It's about to be lit. It's going down. It's crazy. It's now the high school holla. Hold your airwaves, Hoster. Holla, Chicago. Steven Spoon Ramsey welcoming everyone from Chicago and all surrounding areas to the best show in Chicago for high school sports. The H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. Time for us to have some fun again on another Saturday afternoon. On this week's edition of the H2S2 Show, we recap our high school football game of the week, a public league Big Shoulders Conference homecoming affair featuring two of the schools we previewed this summer, the Lakeview Wildcats against the Sullivan Tigers. We talk with another area Chicago coach in the sport that we don't talk much about. Tap head lacrosse coach Rich Zai joins us as a special guest on the Coach's Chatter segment. We give you a double dose of the Taft Eagles with two talented student athletes joining us as our shiny star guest this week. We update you on the Public League Girls Volleyball City Championship Brackets and how Chicago area schools are doing in state boys soccer, all on the H2S2 show. We invite everyone to follow and holler at us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Urban Fieldhouse. If you're on Facebook, show us some love by liking and inviting others to the High School Holler Sports Show page. We appreciate the love from you. Remember to check us out on Facebook Live during our H2S2 Game of the Week coverage. We're going to be having a lot more fun with that, so stay tuned and look out for that. Because after the break, it's our recap of the H2S2 Game of the Week featuring the Lakeview Wildcats and the Sullivan Tigers on a homecoming Friday next on the High School Holler Sports Show. I'm Coach Calvin Clark, coach of Sullivan Tigers, and we support the H2 the only sports talk show for the high school sports, and we love them, yes, yeah, Sullivan. This is Jovan Roberts representing Sullivan Tiger Football. The debate about sports specialization by high school athletes continues. Some argue that high school athletes who play one sport all year long have a better chance of landing a lucrative pro contract. But that's simply not true. In fact, 30 of the 32 first-round picks in last year's NFL draft played more than one sport in high school. Of the 32 players drafted, 22 also participated in high school track and field. 19 also played basketball. Some also played baseball and lacrosse. What's the path to success for high school athletes here in Illinois, no matter what their goals might be? Study hard. Always do your best. And if you can, play more than one sport in high school. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. 
Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Hi, this is Coach Brad Hittrick with the Lakeview Wildcats. You're tuned into the High School Hollis Sports Show. This is Ian Bish representing Lakeview High School. Welcome back to the High School Hollis Sports Show. Time now for our H2S2 Game of the Weekend scoreboard. Being brought to you by David Solomon. They design unique t-shirts and merchandise with fun, thought-provoking messages. You can purchase these unique items on their Facebook page. Search for the name David Solomon, the official sponsor of the H2S2 Game of the Week. We once again were invited to yet another homecoming affair. This one on the city's north side and between two neighboring schools who we happen to cover this summer during the summer preview series as the Lakeview Wildcats took on the Sullivan Tigers. If you followed us this summer when we talked with both head coaches Calvin Clark of Sullivan and Brad Hittrick of Lakeview about how this was a game they each referenced on the schedule which we felt would make for an interesting matchup given the schools were about two miles apart and the kids pretty much know each other not to mention that the Sullivan Tigers claim this neighborhood rivalry as their homecoming game Coach Calvin Clark and the Sullivan Tigers in a Friday's game with an overall record of 4-3 and a conference record of 2-1, coming off a two-game win streak. While Coach Brad Hittrick and the Lakeview Wildcats in their first year under their new head coach are 1-6 overall and 1-0 in the conference. They were not only looking to spoil the Tigers' homecoming dance, but also to pick up a second win on the season and in the Chicago Public League Big Show oldest conference to end a six game slide. Now, normally, family, you know, we would have talked to both coaches prior to kick off of the game. But what had happened was we were coming from the far south side and city traffic was terrible driving to the far north side. Let's just say your boy made it through the gates and onto the field to let you know that the Lakeview Wildcats received the ball first to start the game. The Wildcats would start with the ball on their own 14-yard line and with the first snap in the shotgun from center to junior quarterback Tim Kalidis, it was a fumble that resulted in the Wildcats turning the ball over to the Tigers. The Tigers would take the ball on the Lakeview 14-yard line and would place the ball in the hands of junior Marcus Grandison, who would run 14 yards for a Tiger touchdown in the game's first score. Two-point conversion is no good, and with 11.46 into the first quarter, the Sullivan Tigers led the Lakeview Wildcats 
six to zip. The Wildcats would get another opportunity to regroup and answer the Tiger score on their second possession, again from their own 14-yard line, and once again, the Wildcats would struggle to hold on to the ball, this time a fumble between the quarterback and running back, which again was recovered by the Tigers on the Lakeview 12-yard line. The Tigers' next possession, they would let their senior, Javon Roberts, take the ball down to the one-yard line and then turn it back over into the hands of junior Marcus Grandison, who would punch it in for his second touchdown from one yard away. Two-point attempt is no good. With 11-21 into the first quarter, the Tigers increased their lead over the Wildcats 12 to nothing. The Wildcats, only down two scores, would get a third possession on their own 40-yard line off an onside kickoff attempt by Sullivan. The Wildcats offense would seem to regroup with an 11-yard pass from junior Tim Kaladitz to sophomore Riley Hangley until they would suffer their third turnover on a quarterback fumble picked up by the Tigers junior Marcus Grandison playing defense this time. He would return the fumble 51 yards for his and the Tigers third touchdown score of the game. Unable to convert two points, the Tigers now led the Wildcats 18 to zip with 9.52 still left to play in the first quarter. The Wildcats now down three scores would have the ball even deeper in their own territory this time on their own 10-yard line. Another bad snap to the quarterback who lands on the ball on the Lakeview 4-yard line. The next snap would be over the QB's head and out of the back of the end zone for a Tiger safety and two points for Sullivan who lead would increase to 20 to zip with 8.54 left in the first quarter. The Tigers would get the ball after the safety on their own 46-yard line. From there, senior Jovan Roberts would place the ball in the end zone on a 46-yard touchdown run. Another failed two-point conversion. The Sullivan Tigers led 26 to zip over the Lakeview Wildcats with 7.46 still left to play in the first quarter of this game. The next two possessions for the Wildcats will result in punts on fourth down. While the Tigers will take the fourth possession and run a few plays, they once again will let the senior, Jovan Roberts, handle the work this time from the 41-yard line for another Sullivan score and his second TD of the game. At two points conversion, the Tigers now led 34 to zip with 329 left in the first quarter. The final possession of the first quarter would go to the Wildcats, who would suffer their fifth turnover. This one on an interception by the Tigers' senior Atkins, which would end the first quarter with the Sullivan Tigers leading the Lakeview Wildcats. 34 to zip. The second quarter would start with the Sullivan Tigers having a ball off of the interception on the Lakeview 39-yard line. The Wildcats would show their fight with a big defensive interception of their own from junior Ethan Ortega, who would return the interception into Sullivan territory down to the Tigers 40-yard line. The Wildcats would look to capitalize on the Tiger turnover, followed by a 12-yard pass from their new quarterback, freshman Robert Driscoll, to to sophomore Riley Haley down to the Tiger 28-yard line. 
That's when the Tiger defense will pounce back with a sack and a fumble and the recovery. The Tigers will have the ball on their own 37-yard line. In the next play, their starting sophomore QB Johnson would suffer an injury off of a sack. The Tigers would run the offense in a Wildcat style with junior Marcus Grandison now playing QB. His first series will result in a fourth and out, and they will punt it over to the Wildcat. The Lakeview Wildcats would have their first First possession of the second quarter on their own 22-yard line. The first play would be intercepted by the Tigers freshman David Tony. The Tigers would have the ball on their 49-yard line. From there, junior Marcus Grandison would pass to senior Atkins for 33 yards into the Lakeview territory. The Tigers would go into a no-huddle offense with time ticking away in the second quarter. The Tigers would look to get down to the Wildcat 5-yard line. Unable to score from there, that would end the first half of play with the Sullivan Tigers over the Lakeview Wildcats 34 to zip. We now hear from both coaches on their thoughts about how their teams performed in the first half. Exclusive hot new high school holla. Here it comes. Steven Spoon Ramsey here at Winamax Stadium at the halftime of our H2S2 high school football game of the week where the Sullivan Tigers lead the Lakeview Wildcats 34 to zip. I'm joined now with the head coach of the Tigers, Calvin Clark. Coach, great first half for you. Took advantage of a lot of turnovers. Yes, sir. Just um, trying to execute, you know, throw out the plays and just trying to, you know, keep the game nice and neat. Talk about how your team turned those turnovers, four of them in the first half, into big points. Just executing, you know, our locker room speech was um, scooping score. And when we get the turnover, all we think about the referee's hands going up. A celebratory type of week for the Tigers coming into this ball game. How'd you keep your team focused? Oh man, just let them know um, no confidence, no confidence. That's why I'm, the message I was preaching, no confidence. We just want to keep it nice and simple. And what do you come out and do in the second half? You're already up 34 points. Oh, no, no confidence still. You know, we've got a lot of things to work on. We still got to get this win and we're trying to get qualified for state. So we're working on technique and everything that's going to help us for state right now. Good luck in the second half and we'll talk to you after Thanks the game. coming up. High School Holla. Joined now with the head coach of the Wildcats, Brad Hittrick, and coach, rough first half, but you're down 13 plays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're down, but, you know, we uh, we had uh, a lot of guys ineligible this week. We had, uh, you know, we're trying to change the nature of the program, right? Trying to change the culture. And we had to, you know, we have to come back and we have to play hard in the second half. We, we got to have each other's back, and that's part of our culture. So we're going we're, we're gonna to fight hard, and we're going to give them hell in the second half. Well, you guys were definitely fighting at the end of that second quarter. You even came over with a big interception, ran it back. That's some momentum going into the halftime. Absolutely. We got stuff to build on. We got stuff to build on in the future. You know, we've got some kids out there that are, are, are playing their, their butts off and, and, and playing for their teammates. And we're, we're going to take that, and we're going to take that in the second half, hopefully score a couple touchdowns. What did you tell the team in the halftime? And I told them, that, you know, we got to play for each other's back, right? We got to have each other's back. We got to gotta stick together. We're a team. We got to play for each other. We're brothers. We got we to gotta come out, and we got to tell them that we're not, we're not laying down. They're, gonna, they're in for a fight for the second all right, good luck in the second half. Talk All to right. you after the game. Thank you. High School Holla. Let's go, 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 go. After the break, we'll recap the second half of our H2S2 game of the week and see if the no-quit Lakeview Wildcats will fight back against the tough Tigers of Sullivan. Coming up next on the H2S2 show. Hey. 
Ever wanted to make a good impression cooking or grilling for family, friends, or for that first date with the person you just met? Well, let me give you something that can make that meal the real deal. It's Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. This barbecue sauce delivers a blast of intense flavors that complements not only barbecue and baked beans, oh, but it's oh so sweet. It's a great marinade treat on steaks, and it's sure to amaze when served as a delicious glaze on chicken, turkey legs, and even salmon. Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce is exclusively sold in the deli section of Calabria Imports, located at 1905 West 103rd Street. Now put a smile on someone's face and give them the taste of that Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. It gives every meal a thrill. Welcome back to the High School Holla Sports Show and our recap of the H2S2 game of the week. We start the second half of the game with the Sullivan Tigers leading the Lakeview Wildcats 34 to nothing. The Tigers take the ball on their own 40-yard line, still with junior Marcus Grandison running the Wildcats-style offense, starting off with a 33-yard pass to freshman Emsu. The Wildcats' defense will show up and show that fight that Coach Hittrick talked about, coming out with their second interception of the game, giving the Wildcats their first possession of the second half on their own 15-yard line. The Wildcats will commit their sixth turnover of the game with a quarterback sack and fumble recovered by the Tigers on the Wildcat three-yard line. The Tigers will strike immediately on a three-yard touchdown pass from Junior Grandison playing Wildcat QB to his classmate Junior Eric Peterson for the Tigers' first score of the second half. Add two points by senior Jovan Roberts. The Tigers led the Wildcats 42 to zip. The Wildcats will take the ball on the 50-yard line and run a few positive plays down to the Tigers' 10-yard line. The Wildcats offense would stall on fourth down, giving the ball back over to the Tigers to end the third quarter. The Tigers would start the fourth and final quarter of play on their own 16-yard line. That is, until senior Jovan Roberts, playing his final high school homecoming game, would take the ball 84 yards for a Sullivan touchdown and his third TD of the game. Though Tigers unable to add two points, they would increase their lead to 48 to zip over the late view Wildcats with 11-15 left to play in the game. Most of the fourth quarter would be trading possession back and forth between the two teams. That is, until the Lakeview Wildcats would run a trick play towards the end of the fourth quarter to score a 77-yard touchdown to ruin the Tigers' shutout. A failed field goal attempt, the Lakeview Wildcats would show up on the board with six points trailing the Sullivan Tigers 48-6. The Tigers would look to get those points back from the Wildcats with a score of their own as the fourth quarter ticked away. This time, it would be freshman David Tony on an 80-yard touchdown run to end and seal the game for the Sullivan Tigers. This win would bring the Tigers closer to returning to the state playoffs with their fifth win over the Lakeview Wildcats 54-6 in this Chicago Public League Big Shoulder Conference win. Here's the post-game interviews with both coaches and our shining stars of the game from the Sullivan Tigers, senior Jovan Roberts and junior Marcus Grandison, both scoring multiple touchdowns in this big homecoming win for the Sullivan Tigers. Exclusive 
my new high school holler. Here at the end of our H2S2 high school football game of the week, Lakeview Wildcats just fell to the Sullivan Tigers. I'm joined now with the head coach of the Wildcats, Brad Hittrick, and coach. Tough ball game, but you guys, they fought in the second half, like you said, even scoring a touchdown. Yeah, no, that was great. We uh, we practiced that. Uh, it's a, it's called Bouncerouski, and we, we practiced it for the last two weeks. And I told the referees before the game, I said, we're going to run this Bouncerouski. you got to watch out. We're going to run it. And we ran it to perfection. And it was a beautiful pass touchdown. And so the kids got all excited, and that was awesome. That's what we wanted. Wanted to get to get something out of this uh, so, you know, that, that the kids can, can uh, look forward to next week. And when you talk about a game like this, and you got to see some of the guys you normally wouldn't get to see, yep. what is your overall view of yeah. the talent that you got? Yeah, no, no. We had some kids that stepped up, and that was great. We, you know, now we, we you know, we got we got another quarterback that we, we saw in the second half, and uh, our, our quarterback who started is got hurt, and so this kid is uh, was a freshman, and we play a lot of freshmen. There's there's not uh, there's one senior we played today. Everybody else was uh, underclassmen. So we got a really young team. I'm excited for the future. And what do you go and tell your team after this to get them ready for next week? Yeah, we got to just put this behind us. Hope hope those those kids that are ineligible will come back, and we can field a, a better team against Hyde Park. All right, good luck next week, and you'll be with us this summer, right? Bet you I will. You bet you I will. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. High School Holler. The end of our H2S2 high school football game of the week where the Sullivan Tigers won big on homecoming against the Lakeview Wildcats. I'm joined now with the head coach of the Tigers, Coach Calvin Clark, and Coach, big win for you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just another victory, just another game. You know, a Lakeview, who's a, um, a rivalry uh, surrounding school. Like I told my boys, anytime we go against a school that's a two-mile radius, it's no mercy at the end of the day. Well, what was the game plan coming in here? You kept you guys focused, a week of celebration. I'm sure at the high school with homecoming and all. How did you keep your team settled down and focused? Just keeping it simple, man. Like guys next to you, man. The two guys next to you, Marcus and Jovan, even our captains. We just try to keep it simple and because uh, we're missing a lot of guys, but I, I do not like excuses at all. Talk about the play of these two young men. Jovan Roberts, Marcus Grandison combined did over 300 yards almost. Yes, sir. I mean, they've been big all summer long. They've been there, committed. You know, just been working on their craft. And, you know, like I tell them, we always say this chant about who want to be great. Greatness is right here. We don't talk off the field. We talk right here on this field. How does this win play big for the Tigers? Is going forward. I mean, you know, five get you qualified for state, but we just don't want to put in nobody's hands. We, we got another big game next week against South Shore, and we need that six to be qualified for state with one of our goals. When you win big like this, 54 points on the board, where do you go back and work on next week to get prepared for that game? I mean, I saw a lot of mishaps. I'm not going to lie. You know, I don't like excuses. I tell my boys, you know, if we gave up points, you know, even though I don't like putting in the referee hands, but we gave up points, and also offensively, you know, we didn't score the second quarter. So, we got a lot of things to work on to get ready for next week and also stay. And what do you want to tell the Sullivan fans who came out here and supported you guys? Oh man, I appreciate I appreciate everyone that came out. Thanks for the support and we just going to keep this shit rolling. Well, let's talk to our shining stars of the game. You heard Coach talk about them. Jovan Roberts, Marcus Grandison, the senior here. Let's start with you. Let's talk about these touchdowns here. I'm going to run them off for you. I've been keeping note. 41 yards, 46 yards, and then you sealed it off with an 84 yard. I that one too. <laughs> How'd that feel, man? Feels great. You know, you just stay humble to the game. Come out here and perform. Do what your coach wants you to do and come out here and execute every single time, you know? When you talk about homecoming, this is your final one, man, and you came out with a bang. All the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the young man over here. He not only ran for two or three touchdowns, he threw for one. You came in and ran a wildcat offense, man. How'd that feel? 
I mean, I feel accomplished about what, what we was going to during the week of practice. We still need to go move on over the offseason and get better as the things go. Like Coach said, we got one more big game. Plan on playing big. We all plan on playing big, not just me, my whole team. Them guys got my back. If, I, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing nothing, especially him right here. Always cheering me up when I'm down. Come to him, laugh in my face, get me in the right mind. Mom right there, coach, all of them, always there for me when I need them, no matter what's going on. So it's thanks to them that I can be able to be here and playing football right now. Well, let's talk about this offense-defensive thing. You guys play on both sides of the ball. What did you see on either side when you score? Well, I just, I, I just stay hungry. So <laughs> I just see red. <laughs> just go. <laughs> just keep going, you know. But my guys, they get put their work in. They get the blocks. It's a, it's a brotherhood that we got on the field, and we just come and execute as a brotherhood just take it to the house. When you hear words from a team, Mate, like Marcus, man, how does that make you feel as the senior to this squad? I mean, it makes me feel great. That's the, that's the type of stuff I like to hear. That's the, I've tried to hear from my teammates, and that's the stuff that I want to leave a legacy behind so they could do to the other teammates. Keep Sullivan rolling on that ship that coach talked about. Well, you guys got another opportunity to even go further in this with a win and then a state coming up right behind it. Marcus, how good is this Sullivan squad for those who weren't here today? We're amazing. I mean, brotherhood behind everything, you know? Family first. Like Coach said, he always preached, we have to be according to one, focus. Like, it's just like when I'm at practice and my guys show up, it's like, okay, we finna get this work, y'all. There's no letdown. Like Coach said, we can't put the game in the ref's hands. We gotta go out there and play ourselves. But I mean, coming up for state, it feel good for the second year in a row. As a junior and a sophomore, I mean, I feel like I'm gonna execute this year. Like, we gonna execute as one. Not just one, like, we gonna execute as a family, as a brother. What would you like to say to the Sullivan fans that came out here? It's a little chilly out here, but they came out. Thank you for the support. We love you guys. Truly, Principal Adams, all the staff, all the people that showed us love today. I appreciate all you guys. Keep it going. And for your final homecoming, what do you want to say to the Tiger fan? I want to say thank you for coming out and showing me support. My last homecoming game. And also, I was playing with a frostbite the whole game. So I, I'm so <laughs> glad that, you know, that I had support to show off my moves. You feel me? <laughs> Even though I had frostbite, it's all good though. <laughs> hey, congratulations to all of you. The Sullivan Tigers winning big right here on our H2S2 High School Football Game of the Week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Family on me, family on three. One, two, three. Family! High School Holla. We want to thank both coaches and our shining stars of the game for joining us in our post-game interviews. Both teams will be in action again next Saturday, October the 20th, in conference play. The Sullivan Tigers take on the South Shore Tars at 12 noon. That game will be at Winamax Stadium on the city's north side, while the Lakeview Wildcats will travel to the south side of town to take on the High Park Thunderbirds. That game will be at 12 noon at Eckersall Stadium. If you haven't seen the Sullivan Tigers, I encourage you to go out and support both of these squads. The Tigers, a lot of talent, and man, they're very explosive on both sides of the ball. But you can't count out the Lakeview Wildcats under first-year head coach Brad Hittry. They got heart, and heart is where it starts to turn things around for the Lakeview Wildcats, so go out and support them. We also want to tell you a little bit about the boys' soccer that took place this week. Let's take a quick look at how a few area schools from the public league are doing in their run at a state championship in boys' soccer. Let's start with the IHSA State 1A Boys Soccer Regional Championship. Marine Leadership Academy are 3-1 winners over the DePaul College Prep. Acerio Soto 3-zip shutout winners over Lyle Senior to advance. In Boys Soccer 2A Regional Quarterfinals, the Brooks Eagles over the CVS if you're old school. New school Chicago Vocational Cavaliers won the zip. The Eagles win that one. The Noble Street Bulls defeat Westchester 
Western Illinois St. Joseph's 2-1. Western House Warriors over the back of the yard Bobcats 3-1. We currently don't have any reported finals in boys 3A soccer games. Check the H2S2 scoreboard later for those results. Also want to tell you a little bit about Diva Sports, the Chicago Public League girls volleyball matchups for next week, October the 15th in the varsity quarterfinals. The number one seeded Whitney Young Lady Dolphins host Northside College Prep Lady Mustang seeded number eight in a four versus five matchup. The number five ranked Peyton Lady Grizzlies visit the number four Jones Lady Eagles. That's going to be a good one. Always like four versus five seeded teams. The number three Kennedy Lady Trojans host the number six Lincoln Park Lady Lions. The number seven Von Steuben Lady Panthers take on the Lane Tech Lady Indians. That game will be played at Lane Tech. The Winners of the varsity quarterfinals in girls volleyball will advance to the semifinals at the back of the yards college prep high school on Tuesday while the girls in the junior varsity volleyball city championships will play their semifinals on Tuesday, October the 16th. The number one seeded junior varsity Jones Lady Eagles host the number four seeded Ag Science Lady Cyclones and the number three JV Lady Indians of Lane Tech visit the number two Whitney Young Lady Dolphins. Tuesday's winners in both varsity and junior varsity semifinal matches will face one another in the Chicago Public League Girls Volleyball Championships at Quest Sports Complex on October the 18th. The junior varsity will play first at 5 p.m. followed by the Varsity City Championships at 6.30 p.m. Remember you can go to the Urban Fieldhouse Media website www.urbanfieldhousemedia.com to find out the scores of late games and matches taking place right now later today in football boys soccer girls volleyball go visit the website for the h2s2 scoreboard coming up we have another chicago area coach joining us we welcome coach rich zai our special guest on the coaches chatter segment next on the h2s2 show I'm Coach Z, coach of the Taft Eagles lacrosse team, and it's time for the Coach's Chatter on the H2S2 show. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in Illinois is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, it just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. This is Coach Z with the Taft Eagles, and you're tuned in to the High School Hollow Sports Show. Welcome back to the H2S2 show. Time now for another edition of the Coaches Chatter, where we talk with Chicago area coaches about their experiences inside and outside of the sport that they coach. We also give you, our listener, another perspective of Chicago high school athletics and how you might further be able to support an area athletic program along with the men and women that coach them. 
Coach's Chatter is being brought to you by Robin Patrice, a trend-setting and one-of-a-kind online store offering first-rate products and exceptional customer service to customers from the comfort of their own home. To find out more about their products and accessories, check them out at RobinPatrice.com. That's R-O-B-B-I-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-E, where homemade is the new black and the official sponsors of this Coach's Chatter segment. We are getting set to talk to another area Chicago high school coach about a sport you don't often hear enough about on the high school level. Joining us this week in the coach's chair, we have the head lacrosse coach of the Taft Eagles, Rich Zai, as our special guest on the coach's chatter. Welcome to the H2S2, Coach Zai. Thank you. Before we get started, we always ask our guests to share where they went to high school and one of their most memorable high school moments. I went to Quigley North. Quigley Preparatory Seminary North. Probably like a lot of like a lot of guys that went to Quigley. My favorite time of year was uh, Latin class because uh, Father Hastings was something else. He was he tried to sleep in that class and you end up with you ended up with uh, with a headache. <laughs> Cozy, we're about to talk about a coaching career in a sport not many of us hear a lot about. Yet it's very popular on every level from high school, college, and even professionally. For our listeners who may not know know the basics of lacrosse. Tell us a little bit about the sport. Lacrosse is generally considered the fastest game on two feet. Our field is a little bigger than a football field. We're 60 yards wide by 110 yards long. Set up kind of like soccer. So we take a little bit, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We stole all of our pick and roll offense from basketball. Same with the defense too. Same with the help side defense. So anybody who's familiar with those sports will get it. Soccer players will understand because the field spacing is the same as on a soccer field. The first recorded games were played in upstate New York and were discovered by Jesuit missionaries watching natives play and the field was five miles wide by 10 miles long and had hundreds of players. The game we play today is different but the same. We still have the same principles but it's super fast moving. We score a lot. There's enough physicality to it that anybody who's a hockey fan or a football fan, there's just enough hitting and there's just enough moving and there's just enough shooting and scoring to make everybody happy. So how long have you been coaching lacrosse and how long here at Taft High School? This will be my 11th year coaching officially and my 8th at Taft. I started here as an assistant in fall of 2011. Going into 2019 now, this will be my 8th year. The last 6 is the head coach. When I started, my son came out of hockey practice. We were living up in Wisconsin at the time. He came out of hockey practice and saw a flyer on the wall and said, we tried this in gym and it was fun. And the next thing I knew, I was the president of the of the youth <laughs> club and I had 5 other teams and then I built that program from 22 kids total to 207 at 4 different levels boys and girls so and then we moved back home i'm actually from the neighborhood from albany park but i spent most of my time at the old guitar center at milwaukee and austin so i consider jeff park my neighborhood when we moved back to chicago i talked to coach hart and he was gracious enough to let me on his staff and i think the fact that i knew something about goalies and he wasn't sure goalies are a whole different mindset being able to coach one of them made a big difference (laughs) and i think that's probably why i got the job but i'm here ever since love every minute of it now with lacrosse being a, a sport 
that crosses a few other sports like football, hockey, and a little soccer, as you mentioned. Who were some of the coaches that influenced you along the way in your coaching career? That's a great story behind that. I wrote several emails when I was a new coach who really didn't know much about the sport at all. I wrote several college coaches because I didn't know any better and I figured, why not? I looked up top five teams in Division One lacrosse at the time and it was Johns Hopkins, Duke, Maryland, and Army at the time. And I sent out a handful of emails and Coach Mark Van Arsdale, who was at Maryland at the time, he's now, I believe, coaching at professional level with the Baltimore Bayhawks, sent me an email back with about 50 pages of drills and strategy and suggestions and try doing this and maybe that'll work. And from that point forward, you can ask any of my players, the first thing that happens at the beginning of the season, I send a big email out that says, go Terps. So I've been I've been a huge fan of, of Maryland ever since. The other person that responded was Coach Joe Alberici, the head coach of the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. That same year, my son went to a camp at University of Whitewater, which still goes every year, uh, Badger State Lacrosse Camp. Coach could not have been any more gracious. He Anytime I had a question, he would always answer questions and let me just sit there and watch. And, and those two guys have really formed a lot of what I do coaching. Coach Van Arsdale and Coach Alberici are the two that really have formed a lot of what I do and, and how I do it. Now that we all are a little bit more educated about the sport of lacrosse, thanks to you. What's your coaching philosophy behind the sport of lacrosse? Is it similar to some of the others that we know of, like in football and hockey? And you mentioned also basketball. Yeah, it, it very much is. I sort of, I built the program and I kind of, in a lot of ways, it's, a, it's very similar to kind of the way the Bears are built now. I've always started at the goal and worked my way forward. This year, I've decided as part of our season, as I've taken over the offense, because I haven't really coached offense in 10 years, so it'll be interesting. Um, normally, I start with the goal and I, I've always had, you know, Taft has a history of producing great goaltenders. We always have. Great goaltenders and great stout, strong defense. My defense, I've, I've had many coaches actually say to me out loud, I don't know how you do what you do, but you can you give me fits all the time. And it's like, okay, then I'm doing something right. It's simple to me. It's simple to the guys, but it confounds some other coaches. And, you know, okay, that, that's that's how the game's supposed to be played. Lots of their offenses confuse me. So, you know, it's even. My philosophy is very much like a hockey team. Take care of your own and be strong on defense and the goals will come. Now this year I've designed an offense, I think, going to kind of balance that out. We have a really good, solid group of returning uh, senior defenders. My defenders and goalies this year, I'm leaning on them hard. It'll be good. I want to take a moment to talk about this Taft Eagle lacrosse team. How's it been building this Eagle lacrosse program? Hiring. (laughs) (laughs) The best way I can describe it is tiring. I'm not a teacher at at Taft. I'm I'm a coach who works outside of the building, but I work as hard at this as I do at my day job. My wife would tell you I work harder at this (laughs) than my day job. It's a labor of love. I wanted to be a teacher when I was in high school, but I was a terrible student. In a lot of ways, my becoming a coach is my teaching. It, It fulfills that calling for me. I guess that's the best way to describe it is it's just a, it's a passion and I love each of these guys just like they're my own. And when you get a chance to talk to a couple of them, they'll probably say that, yeah, he's just as overbearing as my dad sometimes. <laughs> my son would tell you that for sure. And I coached him for many years. What does it take to impress you as a coach and make this lacrosse team? Uh, I got to think about that one. Actually, the buying into the, the three pillars of our program is really all it takes. And that's honor, playing with honor, acting with honor, integrity, having integrity in what you do. You say what you're going to do and do what you say. If you're going to be somewhere, be somewhere. If you're going to do something, do something. And tenacity. We play with tenacity. We scrap. We scrap for every ground ball. We fight proverbially. We fight for ground balls. We fight for, for position. Play with tenacity. Play hard. And leave it on the field. One of the things that we do, the honor piece, is when I first started here, at the handshake line at the end of the game, we take our helmets and gloves off and actually shake hands. Not every team does that. I caught a lot of 
flack early on about that. They're like, what if they want to fight us? Okay, just do it anyway. Take your helmet off, take your gloves off, look them in the eye, say good game. Because for me, when I play, was playing sports in high school and, and in and grammar school, the sort of mumbled handout walking, it's, it's one big grumble and nothing, you know, you can't tell what anyone's saying. Look him in the eye, shake his hand, and especially if there's somebody, and goalies do this, goalie position itself is such an important part of the game and such a small fraternity that I see goalies giving each other a, a hug at the end of the game, you know, nice game. Even if one guy got beat by 20, there's always that at the end. It's always, you know, great game, way to go, that kind of thing. But that that's really what it takes. We don't cut at Taft Lacrosse, so if you come out to play lacrosse for me, I'll find you a spot on the team. You'll have an opportunity to work your way on the field. You just got to show up and do what you're going to do and fight hard, you know, fight for your spot, fight for your time, work on your skills. Most importantly, make sure your grades are tight. Make sure your grades are, your grades are there. We do something unique as far as I know at Taft. Um, we have a weekly study hall preseason and, th- and during the season. The guys will have an opportunity to get their grades up because that to me is more important because lacrosse is going to end. For some guys, lacrosse ends the very last whistle of their last game in high school. They'll never pick up a stick again. Some guys go on to college. Most don't. Just how it works. It's the same with every sport. Making sure you leave it all on the field, that education is going to stay with you the rest of your life. That's more important to me. It's really all it takes. Simple guy that way. <laughs> but, I, but I love that philosophy of student first and then living with integrity afterward and the sport just comes with it. Now tell us about some of the talented student athletes on this town across team. I, I've got a couple of them sitting next to me. Josiah Sanders is one of them. He's our, our senior goalie this year who's worked four years and done everything I've asked of him and then some. He's more than earned his spot. We had a little bit of an issue last year at the JV level with the goalie who couldn't keep his grades together and Josiah stepped in and took in and picked that up, carried that JV team. I couldn't be prouder of him. Ryan Bendig, one of our captains, and he's our defensive captain at Longstick Midfield, can play any spot on the field, anything I've ever asked him to do. We got a lot of talent on this team. We've got some returning guys, that, a couple of guys that took a year off to play hockey that are coming back that are really strong at the face-off X. We've got some newcomers, some guys we didn't know about till last year who are shining stars. Their skills are raw, but the attitude's there, and if we can figure out how to teach them to get the ball at the goal as opposed to just in the general area, we're going to start lighting up scoreboards all over the place. Tell us about the last few C's of this lacrosse team. It's been interesting. Last year was the first year that lacrosse was recognized by the IHSA as a varsity sport. We've been a virtual varsity sport. Before I forget, I want to absolutely thank Mark Shaber, our principal. He's treated us the same way as he's ever treated basketball or football or wrestling. Lacrosse is on the same footing. We couldn't have built a program without having that backing. We're getting better. We're getting better every year. Our numbers are growing. We had the largest roster we've ever had at 47 last year. For the first time, I've had a legit varsity and a legit JV and guys that could stay at the JV level and develop. I joke with the guys that it's sometimes it's the law of attrition at Taft. You have 50 guys that show up for the first day of conditioning and we lose 20 right away. And then the next 30, by the time we get to the beginning of the season, we're down to, you know, 26. Split up and we'll have some guys that are just varsity and some guys that are just JV and a whole bunch of guys in the middle playing both sides and then everybody's tired at the end of the year. For last year, it was the first year in the time I've been here that we've had a full varsity and a full JV and it worked out so amazingly well. I'm really happy about that. Hope we can keep swelling our numbers, continue to build. When you think about coaching at a high school level, what are some of the challenges you've been met with? Especially here at Taft, one of the big ones up until recently was just field space and resources. All of the CPS lacrosse teams, as well as football and everything else, we were all sharing lane tech. Just recently, I think two years ago, we were able to get out on Winnemac for a couple of games. Um, Winnemac being grass at the time was kind of tough because we're a spring sport. Mother Nature isn't always the biggest lacrosse fan. Sometimes she decides she's going to rain all over us like it was last year. <laughs> snow sometimes too. Um, but that's really been the biggest challenge. My two biggest challenges to this point have been resources around school, just a place to practice, gameplay. We've been 
practicing at uh, at Foster and Austin Park the last couple of years, which is a mile and change from school. Guys get distracted going from school to practice sometimes and show up late, things like that. The other part of it has been grades. I hold a high standard. I know what the CPS line is of eligibility. I'm usually about a grade point, about a half or three quarters of a grade point higher is what I hold guys to. I make a deal with them every year. We haven't made it yet where we have a cumulative team GPA of 3.5. That's what I'm going for. There's 40 guys on the team. Could be easy to hit and it could be really difficult. So I still have that pizza on coach. Pizza party at the end of the year on coach if we make that cumulative GPA. I got the check sitting there at my house waiting to fill it out so we can go do it. It's up to these guys. <laughs> we gotten close. We gotten close. I don't want to ask about the challenges without asking about the rewards. And you spoke briefly about one, seeing a, a young man go to Notre Dame. Share with us some of the rewards of coaching overall and even coaching in the sport of lacrosse. One of the things that and I mentioned it before is is watching these guys grow, is watching these guys. It's super rewarding seeing guys that, you know, I remember the first day they picked up a stick and didn't know how to hold it. And now these guys are being recruited by Division Two and Division Three school. That's the reward for me. Watching these guys develop and watching them grow into the, the Bambi references is, is what I use best. They start off and they're, they can barely stand and they don't know where they're going. But by the time they get to the end of the, their fourth year, they're just strong, smart, intelligent, respectful young men who are going to go out in the world and represent both themselves, the program, the sport, and their families in the best way possible. That's the win to me. None of my guys are quite old enough yet for them to come back and say, hey, this is my son and he wants to play for you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle that when I get there. To me, that's the ultimate respect. That's the ultimate payback. Kind of as a parallel, my coaching staff this year has my son on it, who played for me for, for several years, and two other former players. They only played for me for one year here at Taft, but they've come back to take over and be on the coaching staff. That, to me, is I did something right. <laughs> it's tough enough coaching, as you just mentioned, with the lack of resources and things of that nature. In Chicago, a city that sometimes is stereotyped for its violence, which can at sometimes overshadow the talented student-athletes that are on a lacrosse team. How have you interacted with your players on how to deal with the senseless violence that occurs around the city so it won't be a distraction to them on and off the field? It goes back to that those three pillars of the program, and that's the honor, integrity, and tenacity of being part of this organization. You know, we all pull together. We're playing and we're working together. We had a young man who was being hassled and, and bullied by a kid in school. And without my actual influence, these guys took it upon themselves to make sure that this particular young man was able to get stuff was thrown into another locker by his locker partner who said, yeah, it's in my buddy's locker and I'll get it when I get around to it. But it's a couple hundred dollars worth of equipment. So pretty much the entire 20 guys on the squad at that point had, had suggested to the young man that uh, you better return his gear and, and all of that. There was no violence, but they kind of made it fairly clear that we take care of our own kind of thing. That's part of it is watch out for yourself, watch out for each other. Part of that integrity, part of that honoring yourself and honoring others is making sure that if somebody's getting hassled, you make sure that you step up, say something, do something. Don't just stand there and walk away. The, the violence in, in the city can be tricky. Early on, we used to go to, to Gately Stadium and play and play the Harlan team. Harlan Academy had a team at the time, and I remember watching their coach have to hand out sticks before the game and collect them because they would disappear. They were, you know, guys would get see some kid walking with a lacrosse stick down the street, and all of a sudden there was a problem. You know, so for the safety of his player, and that, that made a big impression on me. I need to make sure that when I'm in, that when I'm the guy in charge, that we make sure that we discuss these things and we make sure that that we pay attention to it. That's one of the things that you know I'm most proud of is that my guys do comport themselves with honor and integrity. 
We are with the head lacrosse coach of the Taft Eagles, Rich Zai, but Coach Z as we like to call him. Our special guest on the Coach's Chatter. Coach Z, what do you hope that you've given to every player you've coached? Talked about it before, just, just understanding the honor, integrity, and tenacity and taking that forward. Living your life with honor, having integrity, it means everything. If I leave every kid who's ever played for me, even for a summer camp, with that little nugget in the back of their head that they can use that and go forward, okay, so they learned a little something about a game that they never heard of before. That's icing on the cake. What has every player you've ever coached given back to you? Generally belly laughs, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'll tell you the God's honest truth. These guys surprise me every year, and it's almost always from a corner that I didn't expect. And that's where, you know, sort of going back to those light bulb moments. There have been kids that honestly started with me the very first fall. We're going to learn this is a stick, this is a ball, this is how we play. Sessions where I was literally scratching my head going, there is no way this kid is going to get past game one. At the end of the year and at the end of his four years turned out to be an absolute rock star for me. And it's like, I completely read that wrong. And we laugh. We, these guys, we, we play hard. We play hard and we laugh. You know, I give them a hard time about the music they play on the bus, but I'm 47 and they're 17, or 48 and they're they're 18. Our our, our music our, our musical stylings are very different, <laughs> but other than that, that that's really the, that's really it. Is they've always given me a little something to laugh about. On the past H2S2 shows, we've shared with our listeners about our lacrosse camp you host right here at Taft High School. Aimed to help train Chicago youth in the sport of lacrosse. Tell us more about that lacrosse camp and where our listeners can find out more information. That camp happens here at Taft. It's going to be interesting this year now that we have a stadium that they're building. But it happens right here, and it's it's basics. It's let's how to we learn how to pick up ground balls. We learn how to catch. We learn how to throw. We learn basic offense, basic defense. Our girls program also has their camp at the same time. At the end of camp, the very last thing we do is we kind of go boys against girls, and we we make modified rules because the sticks are the sticks are different and the rules are different, and we uh, we make it happen. It's a lot of fun. It's a great value. We loan everybody everything they need. They, kids can show up all they need is a water bottle in one word how would you describe your overall coaching experience enriching that's the best way i can say it every bit of my life has been altered for this sometimes for the good and sometimes not but it's been enriching and fulfilling the whole way well coach z we love to give all of our guests an opportunity as we say on the show holler at those people who have supported you during your coaching career who would you like to holler at today first and foremost my wife julie who's been the most supportive person about this she would tell you that our first seasons in lacrosse still hasn't ended so she's the number one followed really closely by mark Rich Shaber, our principal, Ryan Glowitz, our assistant principal, who is AD for the last few years. Uh, Mark Madden, who's our new AD, is stepping into the breach really well. I'd also like to thank my assistant coaches, John Cohen, who's one of the teachers here at Taft, who's who helps out a lot. Zach Garcia, my other assistant, Jordan CC, my son, who's also an assistant this year, and Eddie Robbins. A hollow back at, at Coach Albarisi and Coach Van Arsdale for getting me started on this this long crazy trip. Coach Rich Zai, thank you for joining us as our special guest on this edition of the H2S2 Coaches Chatter and for teaching us more about the sport of lacrosse. Good luck to you and the Taft Eagles this season. Thank you so much. All right, and when we return after the break, we will talk to two of the talented student athletes from this Taft Eagles lacrosse team as our shining star guest next on the H2S2 High School Hall of Sports Show. I'm Josiah on the Taft Eagles Lacrosse, and I support H2S2 Show, the only sports talk show for high school sports. Praise the Lord. Need life? 
Get Life at Life Church on every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. or weekly Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Homewood Suites located at 16245 South LaGrange, Orland Park, Illinois. Come and enjoy our life worship experience where you will be blessed by our anointed worship team and receive an inspiring message from Senior Pastor Isaac B. Green. Every Sunday, we have a special reception for our guests because once you visit life, you are no longer a guest but a friend for life. Our mission is to change the world one life at a time by living in faith every day. We look forward to worshiping with you in Life Church, Homewood Suites, Orland Park, Illinois. I'm Ryan Bendig, one of the shining stars of Taft Eagles, and it's time to share a moment with another shining star on the H2S2 show. Welcome back to the High School Hall of Sports Show. When you hear that music, you know it's time for the shining star. We get set to introduce you to two of Chicago area talented student athletes about how they excel in the sport that they play and in the classroom. The shining star segment is sponsored by Life Church, who believes in developing relationships that create and foster a space that is not only church, but feels like home. Life Church is a place where people receive help, healing, and hope according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. To learn more about their worship services and ministries, you can visit www.getthelife.org, the official sponsors of the H2S2 Shining Star segment. We would like to welcome two seniors from the Taft Eagle Lacrosse team, Josiah Sanchez and Ryan Bendick, to the H2S2 show as our Shining Star guests. Welcome, guys. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. Let's start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourselves. Start by telling us where did you go to grade school? Uh, for me, I went uh, I went to a school a little further down south. I went to Mozart Elementary School. All right. And what about you, Ryan? I, w- I was in the neighborhood here. I went to John W. Garvey, just a couple blocks from here, actually. So right in the neighborhood. What made each of you decide to attend Taft High School, Ryan? Well, actually, for me, it was an interesting journey. I uh, made it into a Whitney Young High School, and my mom was pretty disappointed when I said I wanted to come to Taft. You know, I was besides the fact that all my friends were going here, I knew I could still challenge myself in the IB program we have here, and I knew they still had a lacrosse team here because I played before, and I was like, I really want to do this here, and I felt like this was the place to do it. And Josiah? Uh, I moved into the neighborhood uh, for my eighth my eighth grade year, and after that, since it was just a neighborhood school, I decided to attend Taft. Now, we just heard from Coach Z about the sport of lacrosse. I'm very interested to know, how old were you when you both started playing lacrosse, Josiah? Well, when I first started playing lacrosse, or when I first found out about lacrosse actually i was a freshman in high school i didn't know anything about lacrosse before that nothing just nothing at all just i didn't even know lacrosse was a sport what about you ryan uh i knew the sport a lot sooner i uh i saw it on tv a couple times here and there on like espn and all that and then actually the summer between my seventh and eighth grade year i did a camp over at lane tech and uh i kind of found out more about the sport there and then i started playing competitively the next year in my eighth grade year with a club team out in the diversity harbor there so was it the camp ryan the guy you started into the sport of lacrosse well i always wanted to play it you know uh but once i actually found the camp i knew hey like this is a way for me actually to learn how to play and become competitive with it so i want to try this out desire who actually got you 
interested. Uh, one of my friends, actually, uh, I used to have third period with him. He was like, I'm going to join lacrosse. And I decided to do it, too, because I wasn't doing any sports. This is my, my first actual real sport in my whole life, actually. And did any one individual, Ryan, get you started into the sport? Well, honestly, I uh, played with my neighbor across the street once with, like, little tiny sticks and milk crates. Uh, in our street so that kind of just got me playing that's what kept it in my mind ever since I was trying to figure out like hey what this was and where I could find out more about it that's how it all starts though right with little sticks and milk crates I mean that's how I got started not that I know much about lacrosse but you know I got started in sports that way as well did either of you play any other sports before you got started in lacrosse right I played a ton actually I uh Played just about everything there is, soccer, basketball, baseball, football. I was everywhere, just always busy with the sport. And that's why Coach Z could put you at six exactly, different positions. Yeah, exactly, all that transfers into this game, which I like a lot. Prior to you learning about l- l- lacrosse, did you in the neighborhood play anything, Josiah? Uh, no, I would. I haven't played a sport before lacrosse. Lacrosse is my first serious sport that I've ever taken seriously. Now, how long did it take either of you to get competitive in lacrosse? Josiah? To start getting competitive, it was a Tafts game. I remember it was our varsity goalie he was playing, and I remember he made some amazing saves. This is, I'll never forget that game. That That's the game that really wanted me to go pro and want to do my best in lacrosse. Is that the game, Josiah, that made you want to be a goalie? Yeah, that's also the game that wanted me to be a goalie, too, because it just showed me how like the raw potential that I had and I could perform. Now, Ryan, what about you? At what point did you say, man, I can do this on a competitive level? So actually, as I was playing with a club team my eighth grade year, you know, I started off, I wasn't really getting that much playing time because I was the new kid on the block, you know. They've all been playing together since, like, fourth or fifth grade. So actually, like, halfway through the season, once we started, uh, like, playing in tournaments, I stepped up and I was like, hey, I can be out here. I could be with these guys. I could run with the big dogs. I could do this, you know. <laughs> and I've been just playing competitive ever since. Now, Josiah, give me a player's perspective of the game. What's the most difficult thing to do or to learn in the sport of lacrosse? Well, for me as a goalie, the hardest thing to do in my position is to constantly be aware of the field, and you have to keep tabs on every single player that's on the field on your side. And if you lose track of a player, that player can might as well just score on you. You know, That can be the difference between a winning game and a losing game. Now, Ryan, you play mid-left upper down low circle (laughs) what's the most difficult thing in your position so as a long stick midfield one of the most difficult things besides actually having to sprint in right off right during transition sprint into the game and like get right into playing defense on someone who's trying to start a fast break is actually clearing the ball and getting your team hitting the ball onto your side of the field because uh, you have a longer stick than everybody else because you're like, meant to play defense. And so it's easier for like someone else to try to like get the ball out of your stick and everything. So just trying to get that ball down there and get our offense going is probably a really difficult task to do with a long stick. I want to share this because we always, when we're talking to our shining stars, we always want to offer other student-athletes great ways of balancing school and sports. So tell me, how, do, how are you two able to balance school and playing sports? Well, it's actually kind of tough for me because I'm in the IB program here, so it's a lot of work. 
but uh, I just always know I, whenever I come home, I like change for practice, go to that thing, come home and just start on my homework right away, get that all out of the way so I can get, you know, a solid amount of sleep because you need rest as an athlete. And then it's also about managing your time. You know, if I have something due in like a week or something and I have time that night to do something, I'll get a little bit of it done and slowly work towards that deadline. I get it, Ryan. You get right down to the business. There's no going home watching TV for you. What about you, Josiah? How do you balance the two? Well, for me, the way I balance my time is I set myself a schedule. Like I have certain, like there's practice, and then after practice, I come home and I do homework for a certain amount of time. And I, you know, I, I schedule out the rest of my day after school so that I have enough time to do everything that I need to do. You guys impressed me so. When I was in high school, when I went to school, first thing I thought about was lunch. When I came home, first thing I thought about was lunch. I am very impressed by the two of you guys. If I had it all over to do again, I would do it better. Let's ask some F-plus questions, meaning these are fun, fast, and funny questions, okay? So you cannot fail in answering these questions. Question number one. We're going to start with you, Josiah. What's the favorite nickname for yourself that someone on the team gave you or someone in your neighborhood? Uh, a nickname that the team has for me is usually Joe. They just shorten, they abbreviate my name, make it easier to say my name. What about you, Ryan? Usually it's just my last name. We have, we've always had a lot of Ryans on this team the years I've been here, so it's kind of hard to just call someone Ryan because there's multiple of us, so it's always been like, Bendig, Bendig, get over here. Right, what's a family nickname that mom, dad, or a grandparent calls you? Uh, it's got to be Rhino. Uh, ever since I, I played baseball in like second and third grade and I got that nickname there, uh, so my dad's been calling me ever since. He's been like, Rhino, what are you doing right now? And all that type of stuff, so that's my nickname in my family. So it. Well, for me, my family likes to call me Jojino. Uh, I don't know. They, they just think it's funny to pronounce it in an Italian accent, too. I love it. What's your favorite subject in school and why? My favorite subject has to be math because I've just always naturally been good in math. I, it just comes naturally to me. Right? I'm also a math guy. You know, uh, I want to go into engineering, and it's one of the uh, easiest things that comes to me. Like, I look forward to going to math class every day. Ryan, who's your favorite teacher? Probably my history teacher. She's a really nice woman. She's really comforting, helps, helps whenever you need it. It's always there for us, tutors us whenever we need it. It's just an awesome class to be in. She's such a great teacher. My favorite teacher has to be Coach Reamer, my uh, uh, strength and conditioning coach. He, he always pushes us in our class to be better and always keep a positive mindset while equally working hard in our class. Other than school and lacrosse, Josiah, what else do you enjoy? Uh, I enjoy playing video games on my spare time when I have any pants. Just like a relaxing. What's the best game you play? Uh, probably Skyrim. I love Skyrim. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one. What, what's another one? It, uh, if I'm playing that, it's Call of Duty. I like to grind out Call of Duty. Okay, I can get you in Call of Duty. All right, we're going to have to set up something, Josiah. And, and you and I on Call of Duty, what about you? If you're not at school, working hard, not playing lacrosse, what else are you doing, Ryan? Usually I'll just go out with my friends and play like football on like, the street or something. More recently, I've been going out golfing with my friends because I'm a caddy at a country club. And so uh, we all like have started getting into golf. So we've been doing that recently. Okay, so I'll take on Josiah in the video game and then you and I can go and we can hit a couple of rounds of golf, alright? Alright, sounds good. Alright, now let me ask you, top college, Ryan, you're looking to attend? I've been looking at a couple because as I'm a caddy, I'm looking for the Chick Evans Scholarship, which is a full ride scholarship to like universities. So I'm looking at like University of Illinois at Champaign for that, or Purdue, for especially their engineering programs. 
And if I don't happen to get it, well, I'm looking at Milwaukee School of Engineering and Ohio Northern University as well. All right. Josiah, top schools you look Top three schools I'm looking at, definitely U of I. Um, I'm looking at DePaul and also UIC. What are you thinking about majoring in in college? The major I want to be in is uh, probably business and marketing or uh, maybe logistics. What do you want to do when you get older? Uh, I definitely want to uh, get a, a career into like looking at logistics. My father, my father works for a logistics company, and I want to see if I can get in there. Honestly, it's always been my dream to work for a company like BMW one day. That'd just be so cool to me, and like work as an engineer in their uh, headquarters in Germany or something. That'd just be so cool for me. You know what? I believe you're gonna create. You and Josiah are gonna get together. He's gonna give you the logistics and all that stuff, you know. And then you're gonna make up a car that's gonna float and fly. Man, you guys are destined for greatness. I can't wait to see that happen. Have you ever been hit with the lacrosse ball? Many times. Many times. Did you? Did you cry? Did you cry? No, I haven't. You know, you kind of just build a tolerance to it, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, that, that sting right there. Yep, that was a ball. Okay, what about you, Josiah? You ever been hit with the lacrosse ball? Uh, as a goalie, I've been hit with the lacrosse ball numerous times. The, the worst one I ever got was probably the size of my entire thigh, and I got hit there probably around five or six times for, by 80-mile-per-hour shots. Ouch! Man, I'm hurt just hearing about it. You shared your brew uh, on no. social media? That was more of like a private group chat thing. <laughs> now, favorite lacrosse player? Uh, my favorite lacrosse player has to be Kyle Bornlor. Uh, he graduated already, but I, I get a lot of my technique from him. He's probably one of my favorite lacrosse goalies, especially since he went. He played at Maryland. Go Terps. Oh, what about you, Ryan? You have a favorite lacrosse player? Uh, yeah, well, actually, when I was playing with the club team my sophomore year, my coach told me to start watching this one guy, Tucker Durkin, and I've just taken a liking to him ever since. Just the tenacity he plays with is outstanding. Most memorable or favorite moment playing lacrosse? Probably my first goal in eighth grade. It was a fast break against the Park Ridge team, which is like kind of a rival to me especially. So scoring on them was a really big thing for me. Run around crazy and take your gloves and stuff and throw them in there? Uh, I probably should have now looking back at it, but... Uh, you know, I was excited. I was excited when I did it, not going to lie. What, was it the winning goal? It wasn't the winning, but it, we did win by like two or three goals, so it did help. It did, it did count. What about you, Josiah? Your favorite moment or a memorable moment playing? My most memorable moment has to be when uh, coach let me play as a midfield, like a face-off, and he let me take my first face-off. So that goalie, I've only ever played goalie. So being able to branch out to the rest of the sport really is probably my favorite moment. Have you ever had to body check someone? Of course I have. People think they can just come out to my crease, and I can't allow that. Was it a good hard shot? Uh, right in his chest. I, I'm pretty sure I flattened him. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, many times, actually. It's one of the things about playing defense. You know, you got to use your body to stop him from getting to my goalie. You know, got to protect him especially. Now, which do you enjoy doing more? Slap check, poke check, or stick check? Coach isn't going to like this one, but the slap check especially. You know, just... <laughs> Bringing my stick down onto another player's stick and, you know, if getting out of their hands is just awesome. It's a great feeling. Now, did you ever have to do that, Josiah? The slap check is probably my favorite check, too. With the goalie stick especially, though, the wide surface really makes for good hits. Have you ever had to sit in the penalty box? Yes, a couple times. Yeah. Hitting somebody too late and also tripping a kid accidentally, you know, with these long legs. Kids love to run over them. I understand. It was, a, it was an accident. Exactly. Yeah, it was I surely understand. Okay, what about you, Josiah? Ever had to sit in the penalty box? Uh, no, actually. In my four years of playing, I've never sat in the penalty box. Now, see, Ryan, he's never had to go in the penalty box. He's a goalie. He stays in the crease the whole time, you know? <laughs>
Now, what do you like most about playing for Coach Z? Honestly, the energy he puts into the team. He's really dedicated to this team, and uh, it helps a lot of us out. It kind of makes us like focus more on the sport and be serious about it. Because you know, we see the energy and effort he's putting into it. We're like, we gotta match this. We gotta like take him a step up. We're the players, not him. So we should be like performing better than this. What about you, Josiah? Playing for Coach Z, he puts a lot of commitment into into the team, and he puts a lot of effort into the team too. You know, he he truly does care for every single player, and he does want to see every single player reach their highest potential that they can. And you know, it's helped me get through my four years. Josiah, what do you like least about practice? Getting on the line. That's probably the worst thing. <laughs> what do you What do you like least about practice? Probably the you know I'm, with all these teams I'm used to playing with, our tempo's a little bit slower than the teams I'm used to playing with. So it's kind of weird with all the, especially with all the guys we have, like kind of just waiting around for your turn in the drill, you know, instead of all like kind of doing a fast paced practice. But you know, it's a big team. That's what you got to deal with. So what do you think Coach Z will do because you answered that last question about practice? Uh, start making me run a lot more. You know, to stay active. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, <laughs> Josiah, you think Coach Z's gonna do because you answered that last question about getting on the line? Probably make us run more as a team. Well, conditioning, Coach Z says, starts in two weeks, and I apologize. <laughs> now, take a moment and give some hollers out to your family and friends that's listening to you today, starting with you, Ryan. All right, shout out to my mom and dad, especially for uh, letting me play this sport and putting in the resources because really uh, it's a pretty expensive sport to get into. So I want to thank them for letting me be able to play it. And then also uh, my brother challenges me too. Uh, he's a freshman here and playing with him, you know, he's always trying to one-up me. So it, it helps me perform, perform better as well. Do you take it easy on him sometimes? Sometimes I kind of have to, you know, I don't want to hurt him or anything. Josiah, take our opportunity, man. Hollow out to your family and friends. I want to thank my family for being my like the greatest sponsors and supporters that I could ask for. And I want to thank uh, our coaching staff. You know, they do do a lot. And I want to thank no one else. Okay, that, that wraps that up, Josiah. <laughs> we want to thank Josiah Sanchez and Ryan Bendit joining us as our Shining Stars guests and spending some time having fun on a high school holler sports show and teaching me more about lacrosse. Man, you guys are awesome. Thank you guys for joining. Thanks for having us here. Yeah, thanks for doing this podcast for us. If you are a student athlete and want to be our next Shining Star guest, all you have to do is get your athletic director or coach to send us an email to info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com telling us why they believe you should be the next H2S2 Shining Star and you can be our special guest on the High School Hall of Sports Show, the best show in Chicago for high school sports. We look forward to meeting more of Chicago's talented student athletes this school year. Now, if you're a student with some journalism skills and who enjoys sports, you can get involved with the H2S2 show too by becoming a member of the H2S2 reporting crew. And even join me right here on the show. Grab a pen and paper. Here's the info on how you can become a member of the H2S2 reporting crew. Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sports fan? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Hall of Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area who are fans of sports to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at UrbanFuelHouseMedia.com. Again, that's H2S2 at UrbanFuelHouseMedia.com. 
Media.com. And in the subject line, type, I want to join the H2S2 reporting crew. And in 100 words or less, tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent. Every email will be reviewed, so don't hesitate or wait. Here's the chance to join the H2S2 reporting crew and to get signed up for your school. Because you never know if we will be at your school next. Tune in every Saturday to the high school holla sports show. Man, get up out of here. Hi, I'm Alex Burstein, your Taft Eagles student reporter. Catch me on the H2S2 Sports Show for all things Eagle Sports. High School Holla. Here it comes. Welcome back, family, to the H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show. We're going to introduce to you the newest member of our crew, better known as the H2S2 reporting crew. He's going to be representing for the Taft Eagles. I want to introduce to you guys Alex Bernstein, our newest member of the H2S2 reporting crew. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. I'm super excited to be part of the reporting crew, and I can't wait to get started. Alex, let's tell our people a little bit about yourself. They don't know this, but you're an eighth grader. Yeah, I'm in eighth grade at the Taft High School Academic Center, and you already have a little podcast going. Tell our listeners a little bit about that, because outside of being a part of the H2S2 reporting crew, we want them to listen to you. Yeah, a year ago, I started my own podcast on Chicago Sports. You can find it. It's called the Chicago Sports Test on Spreaker, SoundCloud. Just look it up, and it's the first thing that comes up. So if you could give it a listen, that'd be awesome. Now, tell us a little bit of what you report on on your podcast. Oh, well, every week or every other week, uh, on the Wednesday, I just usually follow a certain Chicago sports team. Sometimes it's the Bulls, sometimes it's the Cubs, and then I just give a little 10 or 15 minute report on them. And I've also had a few interviews. I interviewed Mark Grishaber, the Taft principal on it. Yeah, I just have some fun every week with it. Are you ready to have some H2S2 fun? Yes, definitely. Now, you just sat in on a great interview we did with Coach Z and Ryan and Josiah. How did I do? What what do you think? Pretty good. Did you enjoy the interview? Yeah, definitely. We have a fun vibe. You see, we have an exciting vibe and I think you're going to fit right in man. What do you want to tell the people to expect when you cover these Taffy? I'm just really excited. I want to show all the Taft sports teams, not just football and basketball, but like lacrosse, swimming all the Taft sports teams. So make sure to look out for me as I cover all the different Taft sports teams. Do you have a favorite sport you like the most? Well I play basketball so basketball is probably my favorite sport but I like all sports. Man, so we're going to hear some great things coming for you this upcoming basketball season which is starting soon. Yeah. Definitely, and Taft has a new coach, Jason Tucker, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does with this Eagles basketball team. Man, he's already started. I love it. I love it. As I told the rest of the guests, we always got to give you a chance to give out a holler to the people who are going to be listening to you each and every time you're on the show. Um, I like to give a holler to my two moms and my brother for supporting me in my journalism career and like my grandparents and also for uh, my teachers and Coach T who really helped uh, start my journalism career writing for the Taft newspaper and stuff. Now, now, Alex, we always on this show, they call me Spoon. Some of the other people that's been on the show, we've had Captain Kurt, we had C-Dub, Craig Wallace, we had Sammy V. He was part of the H2S2 crew. We got to come up with a, a nice nickname. Do you have any nicknames, Alex? Uh, well, my grandfather always called me Redhead because I have red hair. Um, I don't know. Come up with something. We don't think about that one, okay? But right now, we're just going to say Alex. <laughs> we want to thank you for being a part of the H2S2 reporting crew. Guess what? We're going to put mom on the spot. How proud are you of this young man, mom? Beyond words. We're so proud of Alex and his ambitions and everything that he's been doing around sports. It's, it's really exciting. We thank you for allowing Alex to be a part of this team that we're trying to build here in the High School Holler Sports Show. Thank you, mom. 
Thank you very much. Thanks for making this happen for him. And Alex, welcome aboard, my brother. That's Alex Bernstein. We got to come up with a jazzy nickname for him. Look forward to working with you, Alex. You too. Thanks. High School Holla. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show. Here's a few things we want you to know before we let you go. We'd like to thank all of our guests on this week's show. The head coaches from our H2S2 Game of the Week, Brad Hittrick from Lakeview and Calvin Clark from Sullivan, along with our two shining stars of the game from the Sullivan Tigers, senior Jovan Roberts and junior Marcus Grandison. Special thanks as well to our guests from Taft High School, the coaches chatter guests, Taft lacrosse head coach Rich Zai, and his two shining stars, Josiah Sanchez and Ryan Bendick. A great time talking lacrosse with you guys. Thank you for sharing. Also, out of town, our newest member of the H2S2 reporting crew. You just heard him. Alex Bernstein, rapper for the Taft Eagles. He'll be joining us real soon. Congratulations and welcome aboard, Alex. Our next H2S2 football game of the week. Another great battle out of Chicago Public League. Atlanta Redbird Conference. Coach T and the Taft Eagles take on another friend of the H2S2 show. Coach Elton Harris and the Hubbard Greyhounds. Next Thursday, kickoff is at 7 p.m. Come out and join us. Or you can check us out on Facebook Live for our coaches and players interviews live from the game. We may holler at you if you come holler at us. That's, that's possible. And we can Facebook Live together. If you're a school, coach, or athletic organization who is hosting a sports camp or training event that helps Chicago area youth, let us know. We want to lend our support by giving it a mention on the show to help get the word out. It's a part of our mission statement to keep kids safe from the streets while learning to become better athletes. We also want to thank all of our show sponsors who partner with us to make it possible to bring you the best show in Chicago for high school sports. Young people, this week's quote is about never giving up. Fall down seven times, get up eight. Think about it. Make sure you check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Urban Field House. Also, like our page on Facebook, the High School Holler Sports Show. We appreciate the love from you and share the show with others. I want to remind you that you can listen to a broadcast of today's show along with all of our past shows and segments by visiting the Urban Fieldhouse Media website. That's urbanfieldhousemedia.com. And for our iPhone users, you can check us out and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. If you are on SoundCloud, you can follow and listen to us on SoundCloud as well. Just search for us on both of those under the name Urban Fieldhouse Media. Holler at us each Saturday afternoon. And remember, God loves you and we do too. I'm Stephen Spoon Ramsey. Until next week. Uh-huh. High School Holler.